Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week, we're back to the Commandies. It's part two, and we're going to wrap things up. And let's get things started with our awards for the Sega. Well, we're going to combine the Master System and the Genesis. Well, because how many Master System games did we even do? Like two? Four? Four? Three? Not many. In total, we have done 26 Sega games. Okay. Well, it's nothing against the Master System. Uh, It's a fine system with several fine games. But, uh, you know, it's the smallest library and mm-hmm. i think install base so you know we just haven't gotten to a lot of them indeed but let's start with uh, our first category here and that would be graphics and sound and you know since i don't have the most familiarity with the sega systems mm-hmm. it was harder for me in these categories because they don't stick in my head as well unless sure. they really stood out gotcha gotcha but i did have two runner-ups okay and uh that was sonic 2 sure yeah it has you know, awesome graphics. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A soundtrack that I, I still know to this day. Absolutely, yeah. And then my other runner-up was Gunstar Heroes. That's very good, you know. Um, it, it's got it all there. And, that you know, it's a lot of uh, well-animated, fast-moving, you know, uh, action graphics. Great explosions. Sure. And Maybe not the best soundtrack in the world, but not bad. Well, action, explosion-heavy games tend to, they're cover up the soundtrack sometimes. So indeed, indeed. What was so. your runner-up, Nick? Well, it was Sonic 2. Okay. Which, you know, I mean, that's another one that I think, much like Super Metroid or Zelda Link to the Past, like, it could dominate a lot of these categories. It could, because I think Sega really took all the right uh, inspiration from Sonic 1 and then cut out a lot of the things that were didn't work as well. Yeah, yeah. Although I still prefer the bonus stages to Sonic 1 than to 2 any day. I agree there. Yeah, Sonic 2 bonus stage is too tough. Too Not tough. fun. Indeed. Now, what was your winner, Nick? It was Streets of Rage 2. So was it for me. Oh, well, gosh, that's a... I mean, the graphics are good. They're, you know, they're they so are. Neat. They're really nice, big sprites. But, and while there is some repetition to all of the you know different enemies you're going to be fighting... That's kind of par for the course for most beat-em-ups. But the backgrounds are great. Yeah, they are definitely. They just look awesome. They're very detailed. You're in this lived-in city, bright, colorful at times when they're supposed to be. But really, the music in this game, yeah, is where it's at. It's yes, thanking Mr. Yuzo Koshiro for his majesty here. Yeah, it is just a really rocking soundtrack. Yeah, and it, it really utilizes all the weird and funky noises that that uh, Sega soundtrack can bounce out. Well, and. Simultaneously, this is one of the few games where you were able to get a lot of music out of it that doesn't sound like it's from a Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of it, if you told me it was on Super Nintendo, I would believe you, which really says a lot about the skill of Yuzo Koshiro. Totally. Our next category is Play Control. And this was one where both of my my runner-up and winner are almost interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What did you have as a runner-up? Well, I had Streets of Rage 2. Okay. Which... Admittedly, uh, when I played the game, I cheesed through by just using the same super move, but everyone has so many moves. There's four characters. There's yeah. a lot of different stuff to do. I went with Rocket Knight. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought Rocket Knight was um, was a real un- unsung gem for the system. Sure, yeah. And it has that real Konami polish to it where you can really do whatever you need to do with that character. See, that's one, I, I mean, maybe I need to go back, but... I, I didn't I never quite got there with Rocket Knight to mm-hmm. where I, I really felt like I knew what was up, but I think that's a failing of mine and not the game. Okay. And then what do you have as the winner for this category? Well, Play control. Okay, well I'll, this might be a little weird, but I went with Wonder Boy Three, the Dragon's Trap. Really? Yeah. That, that is a little weird. Well, I just you know, you get a lot in there in that you can you know, with your different characters and they all have like slightly different like movements and powers mm-hmm. and then, you know, you have your spells if you want, kinda like you don't know. I just think there's a good amount of control crammed into the buttons. Well, I can see that. There is a lot going on there, but it just wasn't refined enough for me. Yeah. And that's why I went with Strider. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Strider's very good. Strider. That's very true. It does. It is an action game, 
that really lets me move at full speed and feels res- responsive at at that speed. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I'm changing my commandy to Strider because, <laughs> uh, well, it's it is a game that is of great ports of the arcade. It's really the only one port mm-hmm. that's worth it. I think playing right. that you know captures the feel and the movement, which is what it's all about. Yeah, it is so interesting that it's. I had briefly played the NES version as a kid. Yeah, well, it's a totally different game. Very much so. And I also played the arcade one, mm-hmm. but I never played this home version. And it was such a delight when we got to it here. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great one. Our next category is Challenge Factor, and you, we have a different view of Challenge Factor, so we usually have a slightly different list. Oh yeah, yeah. So do you have a runner up here? Yes, and uh, as I mentioned last episode, I really go for a game that is beatable with a hard challenge, but one that you can accomplish and feel good doing so. Sure. Uh, that's why I did not choose uh, Splatterhouse. Oh, right, right. I did choose instead, as my runner-up, Wonder Boy 3. Okay, yeah. That's not necessarily an easy game, you know? No, but it is totally doable. Yeah, yeah. And when you do beat it at the very end, even though that last uh, you know stage and boss is pretty hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it feels like a great accomplishment. Yeah, I definitely... Um, for mine, I had two runners-up, mm-hmm. one of which is Comic Zone. That would have been on my list uh, as the worst. <laughs> well, I found that it is, it's tough, and um, especially, I don't know, like, a lot of the places I got stuck, I would find that there's a, a different way to beat it. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's sometimes it tricks you into thinking it's just an action game when there's a, these different puzzle elements, so. It just has such weird play control at some points that it, it's tougher than it needs to be for me. It's it, it's not as responsive as you might want. I, I, again, I, I think it kind of presents itself incorrectly. It tricks you into thinking it's something it's not. Mm-hmm. And then your other runner-up? Well, this was a Sega Master System title, which was Wonder Boy in Monster Land. Okay. Because the final level of that is just brutal. Yeah, like, it is. It's way too long and unforgiving. Very and, much And so. timed, so boo. So what did you have as the winner for this category, Nick? Well, I chose Truxton. Because okay. it is very, very tough. And even, I just remember, you know, like, it kept me coming back for more despite the bludgeoning, so. I can see that. It is very tough, but it is very fun. But for me, the winner was Gunstar Heroes. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's a good one, too. It's a game that definitely has a challenge. It does. And there are some levels that are extremely hard. Mm-hmm. But you can learn everything you need to be able to get through them. And the fact that you can choose your order, you know, really breaks it down to a point where it's a fun level of challenge, yeah. not just a, an insane one. And there's enough variety of your armaments so that you can always try something new. Yeah, you're not going to gonna beat that out. game on the first time you play it. Yeah. But when you do beat it, it does feel like what a worthy challenge. Agreed. Our last category by itself is the theme and fun category. Okay. For runner-up, I had Spider-Man. Oh, well, okay, I can see that, especially for for theme, you know. Yeah, it was just theme-wise really cool. You go through all these different parts of the Marvel Universe that I grew up loving. And, you know, relatively accurately represented. Mm -hmm. And as far as fun goes, I was surprised at how much fun I had playing as Spider-Man. Yeah, The amount of control you had. And even the fact that you get to do some fun little things like make sure you take a picture of the villains and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 agreed, agreed. For my runner-up, I went with, well, okay, I had Sonic 2, mm-hmm. just because, I, you know, I thought it was very fun. But I think Strider also, like, theming-wise, I really like the spy that's space true. ninja setting, you know, You get some really style. weird areas in that. That's pretty cool. Lots of I mean, you robots. get, like, a full senate that turns into, like, a centipede creature. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But what about your, your number one theme and fun? My number one theme and fun is... Gunstar Heroes. Oh, well, that's a solid bet. It's You get so many choices of levels, of areas, mm-hmm. guns. It's a blast to play, you know. It's just, it is sheer fun. And it has, it so has... many different things are happening all the time. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it's it's uh, breakneck speed a lot of the time and a lot of cool bosses and set pieces that are a lot of fun. Definitely. For me, I chose number one was Alicia Dragoon. All right. Which, it's not exactly a revolutionary or groundbreaking game but i just thought it was a lot of fun to get to play a fun you know side-scrolling wizard i like the i think the backgrounds and graphics look great and yeah it's just a fun kind of running gun uh, uh, like a wizard running gun which isn't something i'd seen a lot so i kind of like it and now we have uh, our last two awards for the sega genesis our best and worst game 
Oh, yes. Worst game. Let's start out there. Um, my runner-up was some people's favorite, and I'm sorry. Uh, it's Altered Beast. Oh, eh. Altered there, Beast. There's is, just not enough game there for there's me. There's not a lot there, yeah. Um, I had Altered Beast. I have a tie. Oh, really. Altered Beast, but I guess that's the runner-up. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it just is the same thing you're going to be doing from the first two screens forward for the entire game. There's just not enough in that game. You know, the levels are just columns of enemies, you know, and while it looks good, especially back in the day, it looked great. But once the that brief moment of techno wow wears off, you're just like, eh. Yeah, and I want to transform into a cool creature. I just want to be able to do more once I have. Right, right. So my absolute worst game that we have played, and uh, I forgot to give this disclaimer. These are only the games we have covered on our show. Right, right. So the worst game we have played was definitely Splatterhouse 2. Mm, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm really rethinking my choice now, kind of. Because, um, yeah, Splatterhouse 2, you've got some gore stuff, but it's just, that's about it. There's just not a lot else to Splatterhouse 2 other than the gore, you know? Yeah, you get some really cool and weird bosses. Yeah, but... But beyond that, it's just a very slow grind. Yeah. I See, mine, I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of rethinking it because I originally, my heart went straight to X-Men. Okay. Because, but maybe that's just more disappointing, but it, it really is this weird game that's almost good, but right. everything's so slapdash, you know, like sometimes the boss just runs away or... Yeah. Things are, are very clumsy and not explained well, you know? I can see that, but it wasn't at that same level of brutal that, that wore me down like Splatterhouse 2. Yeah, yeah. Onto a brighter note, we have the best game for the system that we have played so far, and not even the system, the, the whole Sega melange. Oh, yeah. Uh, and my runner-up was Gunstar Heroes. Okay. I, I don't know what else I can say. I really enjoy that game. I, I kind of had a tie here. I was really torn between... Alicia Dragoon and Wonder Boy for or Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap. Wonder Boy three. Yeah, Wonder Boy three. Well, that was my winner. Okay. I really enjoy that game uh, so much so that I've rebought it it's, for the Switch. It's a lot of fun. Um, for my for my winner, I mean, I I kind of obligatorily started drifting towards Sonic two, but I think honestly, as far as I'm concerned, the best one is Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, man, you know. I wanted to put Toe Jam there. It doesn't stand out in any one kind of thing, so I just like I got to put it somewhere. So, and it really is one of my favorite games of all time. So. Agreed. I don't think it's a great game though. I, that's my problem with it. I I love it. I just know that I, I love it. I love almost everything about it. I just also know that there are many things about it that aren't the best. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's tough. I I just thought it deserved a mention. So I I'm right there with you, bud. So I'm trying to squeeze it in there. Well, once again, we're going to break things up here in the middle with a little bit of our own personal histories with these systems. That way, you're not hearing us say the same exact thing over and over and over again. That's right. And uh, we just talked about the Sega Master System and Genesis. Sure. So, Nick, what was your personal history with those systems? Um, well, I never owned either of them. And but... I'm in that exact same boat. <laughs> How about the Master System? Well, I was lucky enough to... I had a very close friend who lived across the street, and he had a Sega Master System, so I got to play... Yeah, relatively a decent number of games there. And how many would you say? Ooh, 10, 20? Wow. I don't know. That's, like, for a Master System collection, that's pretty good. I mean, some of them were the cards, like My mm -hmm. Hero, or, you know, they weren't all great, but, you know, a lot of them, I don't know, it had the two-player Double Dragon, you yeah. know, so that was fun, or, you know, certain... I, it was interesting I to was, be able to compare it to the NES. It had, is that, it also had 3D glasses, didn't it? It did. And for, I was always super jealous of that. I, yeah, um... He had one game that worked with, I think, Maze Hunter. Yeah. Where it's like a top-down one. And I remember always wanting to play Space Harrier with it, but I, I don't know if they, they got broken or something. I, I can't remember, but we didn't get to play a lot of those games with those. Now, my dad's close friend, his children had it, and um, you know, when the rare occasion we go to their house, I'd say once every two or three months. Oh, right. That's all I would want to do. Yeah, check it out. And then uh, in middle school, I had friends that they had an old system, and I was totally like oh my gosh you have these games i've forgotten about oh sure so i went back through and played you know fantasy star rambo oh right and a couple of them uh but then it was basically off my radar again until this podcast you well, know not didn't get a big install base here in the no. u.s so now i do have a little bit more history with the sega genesis sure sure my childhood best friend evan uh they got a sega genesis Right on. At the tail end of the Nintendo's lifespan, before the Super Nintendo had come out. Gotcha. Yeah, there was Sega led the way for a couple of years there. 
And so uh, through them, I got to experience the Sonic games, uh, the Immortal, <laughs> yeah, and uh, some actual gyms like Herzog's Wii. Yeah, yeah. It's a great one. But, um, you know, outside of their house, once we started moving around in the military life, I didn't really encounter it again until the virtual console. Mm, yeah. I See, I was kind of, I never owned a Sega. I, I had some friends who had this, so I got to kind of play a few games here and there. And then later at one point, I played through most of the Fantasy Star games because I was able to borrow a, a Sega Genesis briefly. So there, there was that. I'm not a I'm not a Sega hater. Uh, I like a lot of the games. So, yeah, I, I have nothing against the Sega brand or the systems. I just didn't have the exposure. If I could have had both a Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis, believe me, I would have. But and a TurboGrafx-16 <laughs> was not up to me. No. And then the next system we're going to talk about is the one we've covered the most games for. Oh yeah, the classic, the staple of our childhood. Indeed, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, the Juggernaut. I can remember the exact moment I knew what a Nintendo was because it was when I was given a Nintendo. Man. I uh, was fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to have my parents divorce the summer <laughs> before the Nintendo made its full U.S. Uh, dispersal. Right. I guess we're going to time it out. <laughs> and for my birthday, my father was asking his friends what he should get me. I'm sure he wanted to show off and win my love as well. Oh, well, yeah. So one of his friends told him that the hot new thing was this Nintendo, this video game system. Now, my dad and I had gone to the arcades together. Mm -hmm. It's something we both like to do. And apparently I had owned a Commodore 64 that malfunctioned and my dad took back. Uh But when I opened this giant box on my birthday, I remember having a kind of puzzled look on my face. And I looked up at my dad and he goes, what's wrong? I go, what is it? He goes, oh, it's a video game system. Like, what? Those words forever changed my childhood uh because from that point on that was my identity at school i was yeah, yeah. not just the weirdo i was the nintendo kid right right you have right. a question about nintendo about a game you want you know anything like that you can come to me i know it oh, that's yeah. my thing oh man yeah i definitely was in the same boat when i got mine because it was just like this is me now like this is the the path i'm choosing for my life and you didn't get it right away though no, mine, I didn't get a tool. I'm pretty sure it was 88. Okay. Because it was just, I was, I didn't even ask for it. I got it for a birthday. Uh, when it came out, it was a pretty expensive unit. Yeah. Well, that's why I, you know, I, you might as well ask for a, a motorcycle or I don't know something. It's not going to happen. So um, when, you know, I remember getting the box out when it was wrapped from my grandparents' trunk and I was just baffled where I was like, what is, I figured it had to be some sort of extra large, like, chemistry set or something with science you know but instead it was quite the opposite and uh i was blown away it was one of the few times where there was a couple weeks before my uh one of my friend's birthdays at the time my best friend where he would actually want to come to my house where it was like oh i have a nintendo like i have something because he had all the toys you know? right now which of the sets did you get did you get the three in one set um, no, I had the I had the action set with Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and the on Zapper. one cartridge. Yeah, one cartridge and the Zapper. So. You got the Zapper and two controllers. I had gotten mine so early that it was just the system and two controllers. Right, right. I actually went out that next weekend and bought Duck Hunt and a gun separately. Man, which Duck Hunt's all right. Yeah, I mean, at the time it was pretty awesome. Well, definitely. It was, I mean, Duck Hunt was one of those games that when you first got it and hooked up, your parents were always, hey, okay, I get this, you know, and it's pretty fun. And it was funny because that was probably the only time in grade school that I was anywhere close to popular. (laughs) It was for that first like four months that I had that Nintendo. I remember one day, you know, doorbell rang and this was back when, you know, people would just come to your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And go answer it. And I was like, hey, it's Robbie, the most popular kid in our grade. Right, right why are you here? Like That was my first thought. And he's like, hey, I just wanted to hang out. I heard you may have a Nintendo. And I was like, oh, I get it. Well, well, Come on in. I'll play two-player with you. Yeah. Which means in those days of uh, Mario 1, I'll be playing 20 minutes and you'll be playing three. Right, until you die and then. (laughs) But the Nintendo was just a huge part of my childhood. From that point on, all other toys were now secondary. Yeah, that definitely. That was when the action figures really stopped. Or, you know, I was like, any kind of gift, I'll take it in its equivalent value in Nintendo games, please. Yeah, because, you know, both of us come from a rather working class background. Yes. Our families did not have a lot of extra money. So, you know, I was very aware of what was being spent for each holiday. Yeah, yeah. And I made the decision early on that I will give up 
five sets of five action figures for one Nintendo game or whatever. Yep, same here, man. And so it was for years. There was the rental market that soon blossomed, mm-hmm. became a huge staple of my weekends or, you know, the summer. Yeah, same here. Any chance I could get, I would, I would, not as often as I would like because mm-hmm. we didn't live very close to any places. So mm-hmm. it was a little more involved. Uh, you know, you were out in the country. For me, it was, I can get my dad to rent it, but, you know, uh, living with a single mom, usually not in her budget. Right, right. And, you know, even though I was mainly an indoor kid, there was still always that play outside, but the siren call of the Nintendo on a really hot day. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, when there's just nothing else to do, there's so many games that you could just pop in and run through another time. Yeah, Nintendo was always there for you. It was. Uh, you know, it was something I shared with my best friend, but it was a thing I could always do on my own. Yeah, yeah, totally. And therefore, you know, it is an integral part of my childhood. Same here, man. It was it was always there for me. And I think that's why, you know, we really wanted to start doing this show, but also why, you know, our list is skewed towards Nintendo. Sure, sure. It was the biggest part of our childhood and being the largest market, the biggest part of many people's childhood. Yeah. And I mean, it had a, it had a long shelf life and a, a huge library, so there's a lot to cover, you know? Yeah. Uh, over the course of this show, we have played 53 different Nintendo games. Yeah, that's almost 50%, right? Yeah. So that's uh, it's up there, and it, it's great stuff. So I hope uh, everyone out there in internet land uh, enjoys it as much as we do. And now for our final system of awards. That is, of course, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, yeah. And we start with graphics and sound. And this one was way harder because we had so many to choose from. Yes, that's true. This is a much uh, more varied category. And, of course, I had, uh, well, my, my number one is really split amongst many of these categories. It could have almost been two things. Yeah. They're... My true runner-up was DuckTales. Okay, uh, it was it was definitely up there um, for me. Um, I, DuckTales has got some of the best music ever. Mm-hmm. The graphics and sprites are very faithful, colorful. They look great. They're they animated. look well. like the cartoon, but they're also really good sprites. Yes. And, um, you know, everything about it is awesome. What was your runner-up? Well, I kind of had a tie here. It was either going to be Batman, the video game, mm-hmm. or Mega Man 2. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, Mega Man 2 has some... Impressive big sprites, but the soundtrack, man, it's... It's the, one of the best ever. And then, like, Batman has some really great-looking backgrounds and gritty, you know, stuff graphically. And, again, another super awesome soundtrack through yeah. and through. But your winner was? Well, it was Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse. You know, that could have been mine. It was something we played very recently. Yeah. And it just does look so good. Yeah, yeah, it's, the I mean... The only thing that kept it from being my number one was that some of the character sprites are what i would say average yeah too good yeah yeah but overall yeah the music is the best it, yeah the it's backgrounds just, are insane it's so good yeah but i went with mario brothers 3 oh well that's you know always a contender in every category it is because every sprite in that game is a classic like yeah, i yeah. can just you you tell me a creature that's almost the version i'm gonna think of is the mario 3 version well and for the most part you know they set the standard designs of so many enemies that would never be changed because they're so elemental and perfect, you know? And the tunes that they introduce in that one are forever in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every world, a different tune, every place, they just are with me forever. Yeah, that's, it's great stuff. Our next category is play control. An interesting category, always. It is indeed. And um, my runner-up was Super C. Okay. It's, uh, I mean... All the Contras have a pretty good, nice, precise yeah. control to them. I remember you saying in that episode that the thing that Contra does that is great is that you can pull off like jumps and moves that make you feel like you're a total bad ace. Yeah, and, on accident. <laughs> yeah, but it's not entirely on accident because you, know, you, are, you have such great twitch control that you can squirrel in that jump yeah, around yeah. wherever you need to. Yeah, bobbing and weaving, you know. And for you? Um, well, my... Runner-up was Super Mario Brothers 3. Okay, that was my winner. Okay, well, it's really good. Yeah, um, it introduces a flight mechanic for the first time in the series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one that's easy to learn, but also you can kind of get a little mastery out of. Yeah, yeah. It's um, In fact, 
you know, spoilers, having played a little uh, Super Mario World recently, I actually found myself where I'm like, I think I actually like the way Mario handles in 3 better. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have less moves. Yes. But it's the flight and your jump, it's it's just so precise. I feel like it's just right for me. Like, I can always do exactly what I want. Yeah. After you play two levels, you have that exact control over that press of the jump button. You know exactly how long to hold down to get the height or the movement you need. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't... I don't necessarily know if I could say it's better than Super Mario World, but it's it's definitely slightly different, and uh, for me, I think, in in its favor. Now, what did you have as the winner, then, since that was my winner? Oh, um, well, I went with Kirby's Adventure. All right. Because... The sheer amount of moves that are so in it. So much stuff you can do, and it's all, you know, it all works the way, I don't know, it establishes early on this kind of language of how you think something's going to work, and it does, so it's, mm-hmm. it's relatively intuitive for having all those powers. And that's a very interesting point because that game came at the very end of the life cycle of the system. Yeah. And I feel like they really, you know, used so much knowledge from so many other games. Yeah. Well, to make that one so polished. I mean, and it's a good one that, again, could go across many categories. The graphics and sound are great. All this, you know, you know. I do know. It is the favorite of my children. So (laughs) It's it's a good one. After that, we have Challenge Factor. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we have different views on challenge. Okay. Yours is uh, more about a punishment, and mine is more <laughs> about accomplishment. What does that say about us, Nick? I, well, you know, I'm self-flagellating in video form. Now, um, I also had a tie here, and mine was a combo of Mega Man 2. Okay. I think that's an extremely challenging game, one that is beatable, and when you do get past that dragon for the first time or yeah, the yeah. final Wily boss, you feel very vindicated. Sure. And then following that was Goonies 2. Okay. Yeah. While it doesn't have any bosses, it just is a giant puzzle that once you start to figure out how things line up and everything gets clear, it's yeah. a very, very satisfying win. I, yeah, I can see it, man. It's a, it's a really fun game. Um, for my runner-up, I have Super Mario Brothers. One. Yes, because... I can see it. I mean, it's really, it very gradually increases the difficulty. The first levels aren't that tough, you know, no. and they familiarize, but level eight, four, like, just, ugh, it's... It is so hard. It's really, really hard. So, yeah. <laughs> like, um, it, it gets up there. And then for the winner, Nick, of the best challenge factor. Um, well, I chose Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Ah. Because I think, again, that's one that doesn't start off hard, but it ends with a really hard battle that is... Brutal, but rewarding once you get there. You know what? I'm changing mine to Mike Tyson's. Oh, okay. You're right. It is. And in fact, it's a game I didn't know if I would ever actually get to beat. Right. Well, it's, yeah. But thanks to this podcast and a little bit of practice, I got good enough to be able to go through that game. Duke it up. But what did you have before? I did have Legend of Zelda. Okay, yeah. Uh, But, you know, it's a more gradual curve and it doesn't have that big payoff at the end. Yeah. The hardest part of that final level is the level itself. Sure. Figuring out where to go. Yeah. It's the maze of it. And it's the death of about a thousand cuts through that level that really mm. gets you. Yeah, yeah. But um, the final boss is not too challenging. But when you do beat that game, it is quite a sense of accomplishment. Definitely, yeah. You've been through a lot. Next up, we have theme and fun. Ooh, yes. Two things we both enjoy. I do love some good theming. And I'd like to have a little bit of fun. <laughs> and this is another one where I feel like all I have a runner-up, and then I have two winners that are yeah. split. I mean, I almost all feel three like, of these could be the winner. Yeah, I I agree. I almost feel like this is a three-way tie on, on for for me as well. I'm I'm, I'm going to say we have the same three games. Oh, well, maybe I don't know. Starting with Mega Man Tail. I, I don't have that one. On my oh list. No. No, no. Well, okay. Well, then that's my true runner-up. Okay. Okay. Because. For me, Mega Man 2 was the first realization of what Mega Man could be. Definitely. And being in all those different worlds is great. You are in a different place every time. They really get the idea of this is a different level for a different boss. Mm -hmm. And it is fun. I mean, that game still holds up to no end. Absolutely. And it's before the bosses started getting so outlandish and weird that how do you theme a level around some of, you know, like they, they did a really good job there. So as for you, for your uh, runner-up, Okay, well, I chose the Guardian Legends. Okay. Because it's not, there's a little bit of story there that I think is manifested through the gameplay in Mm -hmm. a really cool way where you're slowly destroying this planet and, you know, you adventure around and it's just a, it's a fun, just fun game, you know? It is. And the the ability to switch between a jet and a person 
not on the fly, but in different levels while using the same guns is such a cool thought. Yeah, yeah. And they do it so well. It shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, I think, um, and it's, you know, it it seems a little rough around the edges, but it's really actually a a really great game. Now, what did you have as the winner for Theme and Fun? Or perhaps the two? Yeah, I guess we'll say this is a tie. Well, I think the clear winner for me was Legend of Zelda. I mean, yes. So your other one was? Well, it was Crystalis. Okay, mine was Mario 3. Yeah, see, I knew it's... You can't go wrong with it, you know? Uh, as far as Mario 3 is concerned, I put in hundreds of hours. Yeah, well, definitely, yeah. Uh, you can replay it many times. It has the introduction of all these really unique worlds mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you're going to travel through. Everyone loves Giant Land. Everyone, like, yes. I mean, it sticks out as a, a, a happy memory for everyone that's ever played that game. Yeah, it's uh, it was mind-blowing. It was. As far as Crystalis is concerned? Well, it's. I mean, I think it's a game that... Anyone who's played it knows it's good, but it doesn't get mentioned. Like, it, to me, it was always one of the best NES games, I mm-hmm. think. Um, at a time when you were in the shadow of Zelda II, Adventure of Link, you know, this felt like a more of a successor to the original Zelda-style, kind of. But I just think it's got, uh, it has an interesting enough story that kind of brings you along. And granted, you're just kind of going around to different patches of the world and mm-hmm. fixing problems there. But all the way, like, I like the way the spells all work in a non-combat way. You, you're kind of useful. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's an all-around really good game. And it's a lot of fun. So, you know, it's always one of my faves. And then, of course, I mean, we've said it a million times on this show. The Legend of Zelda is both of our favorite games. It's, yeah, there's no game I think I could go to as much, you know, it just, just play a little Zelda. Why not? You know, <laughs> why not? I mean, I think you and I are both at that point where we can achieve so much without ever going in that first dungeon. Oh yeah. Yeah. I it's, mean, that's kind of like my go-to now is like, eh, I'll just go around and get all my gear. I don't know if I want to play a dungeon yet, but yeah, uh, it's just, man, it's a, it's a fun map that I know really well. It's just like visiting your hometown or something, except yeah. This town hasn't changed in 20 years, so it's exactly like it was when you were a kid. It's like an amusement park. It's not nearly as depressing. (laughs) Yeah, everyone still has the same job. They're still in the caves, selling medicine. Yeah, but (laughs) this game, you know, it may not hold up for all modern players, but it just captures uh, a whole thought process of my childhood in such an amazing way that it's still so much fun to me to just walk through that map. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Like, it feels so much ahead of its time like it's the first like kind of open worldy you know graphical adventure I, I i don't know it's just when you compare it to any other games especially considering that it came out so early in the nes's lifespan oh yeah like no other games would ever deliver on this and you know as, as well i think and then to switch gears let's talk about the worst game we played for the nes and for me this is uh fairly easy mm-hmm. my runner-up was home alone same here um, and that is kind of sad because I was of the thought process that there was a kernel of something cool in there. It's almost there. Like, I like the idea of the game. Yeah. The idea that you're in a persistent map, that you're being chased, that it's at yeah. time. There's just not enough of that. And it's one map you're, and one, was it 15 yeah. minute timer? 20? Yeah. Yeah. Just endless. Like you're just doing it. And, and then the play control is yeah. not good enough to support this gameplay idea well and there's no like payoff like yeah you can get traps but they're just icons that you drop like they don't do any there's barely any kind of like reward for trashing them or anything right you know? so yeah i agree and then i think we were also going to agree on the worst game we played <laughs> yes and uh as far as i'm concerned for my money it's the uncanny x-men yes it was bad when i rented it as a child yes and it's been reviled online mm-hmm. and i thought maybe there would be something in there to find to enjoy. There almost seems like there could be. The most enjoyable part of that game is the opening screens. Yeah. Where you get a cool splash page and some F info on your favorite X-Men. Yeah, yeah. That's From that point on. Downhill. This game is awful. <laughs> the play yeah. control is just abysmal. You can't move very well. Graphically, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, or what the, I'm looking at. The 90% back- of the time. The background looks like video barf. Like, I don't know what all this is. <laughs> and your attacks are just stupid. Yeah, it's it's it, it's just a shame because... It's, it, it, it also has a bit of a concept that could be good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost there. Um, but it's, it's instead of being, like, almost there, it's, like, 10% there in every category. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the best game that we have played for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, yeah. And again, wow, what a hard hard category. 
to decide from. Well, yeah, it's very loaded. Um, I mean, we've played a lot of the best games that exist on the system. Definitely, yeah. And uh, I had three runner-ups. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, of course, Mario 3 is in there. Sure, yeah. It is a classic. I can go back to it anytime, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful across the board. Agreed. Super C. Uh, yeah, Super C is a good one, man. It's in my runner-up because that is a game you can sit down with your friend and it's always fun to go through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got crazy visuals, easy to pick up and play. Yeah, definitely. Wonderful controls. Yep, yep. But I think my true runner-up is River City Ransom. Oh, yeah. That's, that's so good, man. That game holds up so well. It is a little repetitive, but the fact that you can play it two-player. Mm-hmm. And there's such a cool upgrade system built into this game. It, yeah, yeah. I have beaten that game, I don't know, like t- 10 times now as an adult. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it's and so And with fun. my children. Yeah, it's 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 really good. I, I even thought about that for play control as well because, mm-hmm. like, you intuitively you can learn to run, pick things up, throw them, bat items, different things. It's really cool. I mean, it's such an awesome concept that it really set the, the stage for all brawlers that would go on. Yeah, it's the standard to which I would compare everyone since then. And, and even many of the ones... almost all fail. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, it was part of a giant franchise in Japan, the Kunio-kun series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, even to this day, it's so popular that a, a new River City game just came out, River City Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you play as the girlfriends of yeah. the two Roxy main characters. And, yeah. I don't remember the names. And it looks amazing. Uh, the only reason I haven't bought it yet is because I've just purchased way too many other games recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. But, Nick, what did you have as, the, as your runner-ups? Well, okay. I kind of have this in two tiers, okay? Like, I feel like there's the, the real winners, you know, mm-hmm. which will be the top tier. But so the runner-ups, I mean, have Crystallis, uh-huh. Crystallis, however you want to say it. Uh, and kind of because I think it's, I don't know, underrated, but I wanted to put Bionic Commando in there. I mean, okay. I think that that would be a, that was one I almost had on my challenge list, but um, I really got it once I got into it and learned the, the arm, and it's just a fun kind of espionage, explorey game. Also, I love the phrase, once I learned the arm. Once I learned the arm. <laughs> it took me four years at arm college, but I got there. Um, okay. And then, of course, Guardian Legend. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's another great game that I think is, you know, just it's, it's well done and has a lot to offer. Yeah, that is truly one of the greatest hidden gems of the system. Sure. And, but then, you know, for the real winner, okay, my personal favorite, Legend of Zelda. As is mine. But I feel like there's this top tier that, Super Mario Brothers 3 or Castlevania 3, you know, the, yeah. like they, they tend to lock down the top spots. That's why I tried to throw some weirdos in for my <laughs> uh, runners up. And honestly, I, I don't think you want to hear us keep talking about The Legend of Zelda. No, you should just play it yourself. It is the Ur-Zelda game. Yeah, yeah. It introduces so many concepts, items, noises that stick with the entire franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to me, if you've never played it before, the sense of exploration was a thing that games didn't do again. Yeah, well, and they do a, such a good job of presenting the, the Hyrule as a as a real place. It's not just um, some levels lined up for you or mm-hmm. in many games where everything that you talk to people or everything you do has something to do with the level you're in or, you know, like... Or the next level. Yeah, that's something I liked about Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, was that people told... Yeah, they tell you gibberish, but it, not everybody in a, in a town would know something for you right. for your quest. So it lends this kind of... I mean, I hesitate to say reality, but, you know, it's world building or something, you know? Yeah, this game put a hunger in me for this exploration that was not satisfied until... Yeah. The last Zelda game came out, sure, yeah. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And that's a game that, for the first time in years, I didn't sleep because of. Right, yeah. Where I'm like, oh my god, it's three or four in the morning. I need to get into my bed, otherwise <laughs> I'm going to hate life tomorrow. <laughs> but Hyrule needs me. Um, And, you know, it all comes back to that first Legend of Zelda. And it's a real testament to that game that I didn't even really understand what I was doing for like the first year I owned it. Sure, yeah. I mean, but yeah, even if you don't understand it it's still just fun to run around and uh, kill things you know so the core gameplay is there and then you have on top of it all these ways to explore all these different areas you know burning trees and bombing rocks and stuff like it seemed like your possibilities in that game were endless compared to what you could do in every other game released at that time yeah and and there's just as the years went by and you'd learn oh there's a there's a hundred coins here or these other like I, i would never stop learning new stuff you know 
Yeah, and that's really just a testament to how big that game is. Oh, yeah. And honestly, how much we love it that we'll keep going back. Oh, yeah. I love you, Zelda. We have just a few more awards here at the end of the show um, to go over that, that are not console-specific. All right, yeah. We have two final categories. And first off, we'll talk about our biggest disappointment. Oh, yes. Uh, and this is a game that, you know, maybe we had fond memories of or just weren't expecting, but really left a bad taste in our mouth. Right, right. Do you have a runner-up for this category? Um, Kind of. Um, okay. I put Bayou Billy here because okay. I remembered it being really hard. But yeah. going back, I didn't realize... It's also really boring. Yes, it's really, <laughs> really boring. And you're going to fight this guy for 10 minutes, like just punching him over and over. And You know, I, the difficulty wasn't the only problem. Right. Know? What about you, sir? Um, For me, it was the Sega X-Men game. Okay, yeah. Uh, maybe as a runner-up. Because I felt like, in my memory, it was so much better than it was. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's like... I just remember those big, giant... Beautiful graphics and sprites. I mean, it doesn't look bad. And, and having all like those different, all the cool, all my favorite X Men to use. Yeah, and, and relatively faithfully adapted. But I just didn't remember how awful it played. The go- yeah, the the core gameplay, the the controls are just so so weird and and strange. I don't know. It just didn't work. And then what is the well, I guess loser for yes. you is the biggest disappointment. The biggest disappointment for me was. A Boy and His Blob for the NES. It was for me as well. Oh, yeah? <laughs> because I also re- I, I rented that game at least like yeah. two or three times. Like After going back, I'm, not, I'm just baffled that I played it, you know, multiple times and didn't dislike it. And then when I really saw how little game is actually there, I was like, how did, nothing. I, how did I not beat this game <laughs> as Agreed. a kid? I, I, was, I don't know. It's a strange enigma. Um, it was just, just barely anything there. And you really are not doing anything on your own. You're just going to specific places to use a specific candy. Yeah, very, yeah, one by one. Like there's, an, And I remember being like real charming and like exciting. I don't know. I guess yeah, yeah. I really played a lot. I really put a lot of, of, of extra onto it for my own psyche, I guess. Or perhaps it was one of those like, well, I rented it. I'm going to enjoy it See, kind of I, situations. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just, uh, it's a mystery. I mean, I guess the new one's good, right? Um, it's so I've heard better. It. I've, uh, it's pretty good. The, the graphics are amazing. Right. Yeah. And now we have our final category, and that is our biggest surprise. Big surprise. Yeah. You have a runner up for this? Yes. Um. Well, it's really hard for me because mm-hmm. I kind of didn't know which way to go with it. Okay. So I'm going to give my runner up to Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters. Okay. Um, I was not expecting that to be a very good game at all. Right, right. Because it's a Game Boy game based off of a very early Nintendo game. Right, yeah. But it turned out to be everything I wanted the other game to be plus more. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, well made. And for you? Well, my runner-up would be Comic Zone. Okay. Because I had actually played it before and thought it was really dumb and didn't get it. And I thought it was all just a gimmick with the comic panel presentation, but... Once I realized there's a little more to it, you know, that with almost a adventure game feel where, you know, manipulating objects and stuff, like, I don't know, it just had a little more to it than I thought. All right. And then the winner for biggest surprise, our best surprise for me, was Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. Oh, yeah. It was a game that I wasn't really expecting to like that much. While I don't have a bias against Sega games, they're always a little more obtuse to me than the sure, sure. Nintendo counterparts. And this is a game that I really enjoyed. And like I said so much that I've I've repurchased it for modern consoles. Yes, yes. money well spent. I mean, it just did so many more things than I was expecting it to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun in a lot of ways. And for you, sir? Well, <laughs> my best surprise was Friday the 13th for NES. An early one. Yeah, which is... I'm not going to say it's a good game, but it was a game that I remember when you suggested playing it, and I was just, ugh, I was disgusted. And, you know, I'd only played it once or twice as a, as a child and didn't get it. And then finding out that there was this treasure trove of weird systems and stuff going on. Yeah. And, and understanding it, like, it really, really drew me in. And I think that while the game does have some irredeemable flaws, I think a lot of the real problems with the game could be alleviated with a better manual or, you know, just reading some FAQs to figure out what's really going on and how to really play the game. Yeah, it is definitely much more than I ever expected it to be. Yeah, I like I said, I I would have expected to put this on all of the worst game lists, but now now it's got a little charm for me. And that's it for our first ever Commandies. 
Now we do have a few more things I wanted to talk about before we leave you guys. And um, one thing I wanted to ask you was, Nick, what was your biggest surprise of doing this podcast? Man, um, I mean, it's really been a lot of surprise because I was just, I'm surprised not only that it's still going, but that, you know, admittedly, slowly, we're, we're not, you know, storming the internet, but our, you know, listeners and downloads have been slowly growing you know so it's just crazy and uh it's uh very flattering and humbling you know yeah um we really started doing this podcast for each other and our close friends right 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 i mean we really didn't expect more than 50 maybe 100 people to listen to the show yeah ever yeah yeah so and uh, we are you know we aren't like nick said we don't we don't get you know thousands of downloads a week but we do get Hundreds and hundreds. I mean, yeah. almost a thousand at this point. Yeah, which is crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. And we're not doing this to get famous, get rich. I mean, to be honest with you, the main reason I do this is because I enjoy these games and to get to hang out with Nick here, right. my best friend. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, one of my favorite things about it is that it gives me, you know, something that I encountered right away when I first started, when the emulators first came out in the late 90s, where it's like, look, you have all the Nintendo games. You can play anything you want. Great. And so what, what do you want to play? Uh, I Too don't many know. to you, decide from. It's so hard to choose. And so this gives me a way to revisit uh, some classics and find new ones. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. One of the other big surprises for me is that there are actually people that will give us money to do this. <laughs> Very surprising. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at first we were paying out of pocket just for the hosting. And yeah, we're like, yeah. we made a pact. Like, we'll do this for one year. You know, if people listen, that's great. If not, we'll see, see where, what's up. See where we get. By the end of that year, we had enough people paying us that um, we don't really make any money off of this podcast, but we do make enough to keep it going. Yeah. And that's great. Like, I wasn't expecting that at any level that uh, we would. And the fact that people do give us that money, it is another incentive for us to keep going forward. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's so cool and kind of validating. I don't know. I'm like, people do like these games. They do. And then, of course, there is some other um, things that were surprises to me, and that is how hard it is to think of different ways to say some of the same things over and over again. <laughs> um, and I know we don't always do the best job of that. We, yeah. we do get mail about it from time to time, or <laughs> our close friends that listen to us will say, you know, you said this phrase like seven times in that last <laughs> yeah. podcast. And Everyone's got their go-tos. The problem is I didn't realize it when I was recording, but afterwards there was no way to edit most of those out. Right, right. Sadly, because uh, trust me, I hear every single one during the edit phase. No one is, everyone's their own worst critic. Indeed, indeed. Um, But it's also very interesting because, you know, you have to think of, there are things that we say every week that I think people enjoy hearing the repetition. Yeah, yeah. But then there's other things that I try to get away from because I realize I've been using the same phrasing too much. Sure, yeah. It's weird. I mean, and people only get to hear the, you know, the final edited product because you know i can't even think of how many times it's like i'll start saying or i'll start talking with no destination in mind i'm just (laughs) rambling off i don't know why i even open my mouth but and i try to pull it back it's so weird and uh, i thank you for putting up with indulging me in my ramblings i will say it doesn't happen nearly as often as it used to right well i'm used to really give porky pig quite a run for his money with the way you would (laughs) pivot in the middle of a sentence and then finish with something entirely like, different i don't know what i was doing um i don't know it was I, actually one of my favorite things about when i used to be the first pass right right well yeah i'm, I'm sure too um since you started off as the editor in the earliest days i'm sure it was a lot tougher to stitch these things together <laughs> and then finally i would just like to say a big thank you to everyone that listens to the show and of course a big thank you to my best pal, Nick, here. Oh, He's thanks. the one who came up with the idea for this show. Yeah. Uh, he asked me to do it with him. And, uh, you know, as you get older in life, you move to different towns. You start families. You have less time to spend with your, you know, your friends. It only disappears, man. And I jumped at this opportunity just to be able to hang out with Nick a little more. And I feel like because of this show, we've been able to maintain this great friendship. Agreed, yeah. And a- luckily... This thing we share, this common knowledge, these many wasted years together <laughs> in various apartments and houses, it at least gives us a, a level of uh, cohesion that I think yeah. a lot of our listeners do pick up on. Well, and, you know, it, it, it's a lot of fun. And for many of these games, you know, this isn't the first time we've talked about, you know, River City Ransom. Where we, do, You know what I mean? There are certain games that we've just debated and, you know, marveled at in the past. So it's fun to share it with everyone else. Indeed. And then one final note is that, well, I think everyone that listens to our show 
that subscribes, that reaches out to us on Facebook or through email should do so this next week and say a big congratulations. Uh, Nick and Abby are finally getting married. That's right. We're, we've been together for over 17 years, so it's finally time to put a ring on it. So yeah. It's finally official. <laughs> We're very excited. And by the way, that's why the last episode of the Final Fantasy uh, RPG podcast has been delayed until after the festivities and all of the many myriad tasks are completed. Apparently there's a lot to do when you get married. More than I thought. <laughs> and uh, so Nick, and of course, Abby, when you listen, congratulations. Uh, oh. You know, we love you. And of course, everyone wishes you nothing but the best. I Thank you, uh, one and all. And I wish I could invite all of the commandos to my wedding, but that is very expensive. <laughs> Now, of course, you know the drill. You can get in contact with us through any of the ways we ever mention. But you know what? Tonight, today, we're just going to skip past it all. (laughs) We just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Yeah, heartfelt. Like, it really is crazy to think that, you know, everybody only has so much time on on this planet. And people choose to spend some of it listening to us. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. And everyone that writes in, even if we don't write back, we read it, we really take it to heart, and we half the times we're like, did you see that? Did you hear this? Oh, I know, and I'm such a notoriously bad returner of texts and email. You know, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to everyone who somehow or wants to hear from me. I don't know. I'm, thanks for but we do appreciate all of the everything. It all gets read and loved. And, of course, we always thank, and we will never forget to thank, those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Like yes. I've said before. It is the money you give to us every month that keeps the show rolling. So I never even imagined that strangers would pay me to talk about video games, but I'm a thousand times grateful that you do. It is mind-boggling. So thank you all. Thank you so very much. Yes, thank you, thank you. And hopefully for at least another 150 more episodes. Yes, till the next Commandies. Continue to Game On! And 16-bit era. I'm your Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm here. <laughs> and we're drunk. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right.